Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection, it's Tauntaun. My mission is urgent. Tauntaun has removable reins and saddle. Action figures each sold separately. Hail, Rebel Soldier! Han Solo, help! Luke Skywalker's in danger! Tauntaun's front and hind legs move. Luke's okay! I found him! Our mission's complete. Tauntaun from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. From Kenner. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to Stabcast, the Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade Star Wars Legion podcast. I'm Tim, the Seventh Hannon, joined by Ben, fourth place Fowler, and trailed by Ryan, the corrupt T.O. Sawaski. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Corrupt. I'm very, very corrupt. You are the Senate. Yep, I am. This week on Stabcast, some bat reps from our RPQ, and much, much more. But not that much. Yeah, just it's, a it's, tiny bit more. Just a tiny bit. Tiny bit more. <laughs> but, but just, just a little bit more, but really not a whole lot more um, than There's that. some it's, news that's going to happen here. We're really going to talk about our RPQ and kind of brag on ourselves yeah. and talk about yeah. the fun that we that's had. Right, that's yeah. right. Hope that you can have fun vicariously yeah. through us talking about our fun. So man, that's, that's right. Laugh at us laughing at ourselves. That's the only reason why I listen to other people's podcasts. Ryan, this week we had an RPQ. We totally had a rad RPQ. And I know we normally start our show off with bat reps, but we'll we'll get there. Because when you're planning for an RPQ, the first thing you gotta do is set up tables. And for me, this was probably the most some of the most fun I had because I didn't get to play. I was our TO and judge. And so Friday night was uh, let's build as many tables as we can with the stuff we have in town, so that way we only have to set up those who are bringing tables on Saturday morning. So I get there before Ryan does, and I realize, okay, the number of people we've got planned, we've added some people throughout the week, so we're going to have slightly more than we were looking at. Um, We always had the space for a full 32, but you know you plan for about the number you're, you're looking at. And I said, oh, we need more table toppers. Yep. So I drop off my tables, and I'm like, I'm just going to go, see if I can't find it. I'll pay Lowe's or Home Depot to cut the thing for me. Sure, not a problem. So I get out there, and I was like, oh, cool. They have this stuff already pre-cut, except it's three-quarters inch thick. It right. is heavy as all get out. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is super heavy. And there's exactly 11. Well, they're two by four, which means you put three together, you get a table. But right. there's 11 of them, so I can only get, buy three more tables worth. So <laughs> haul all this back to my Volkswagen Passat, throw it in the back. <laughs> it was riding a little low. Store. <laughs> it was riding a little low. Is it pretty? But I bought that vehicle. I'm impressed you, you fit it all. That's impressive. Well, listen, I bought that vehicle because we often travel in my car. And I thought, can four grown bearded men, and we are well grown. We've been well fed throughout our years. That's true. Can we fit ourselves and, and our stuff in my trunk? And we can. That's why I bought the vehicle. So it worked out really well. <laughs> I get back. Ryan's throwing stuff on tables. We haul these giant table toppers in. I say giant. They're just super heavy. Yeah. Throw them up big. there, and we start putting tables together. So Friday night, we had our, our good friend of the show, Scott, brought three tables worth of stuff. I think he had more, but I told him we, 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 we didn't have enough room with all the stuff we had coming on Saturday morning. Um, I had a, a solid table and a half worth of stuff, so I put one out. And then I had not seen Ben's table since he had... Oh. Uh, you guys can't see the air quotes, but I'm going to say since he updated it. I, I, I feel like that is slander. That's a personal attack. I like I, the I, I demand I you post the photos to the, I of the tables. The, the photos will right. be up. The photos will be up. Ben's got these, like a farm. It's really cool. I like how it's it's a board that I don't see a lot. It's a farm that, that you can fight over. And he had these like empty shampoo bottles that he was using as like grain silos. 
or artichoke silos. I said it would be really cool if you put a windmill on some of these and get like these little, uh, the pinwheels and put them on. And so Ben went and did that. I got it for 10 cents. I went to the Walmart. The problem is I could not find four <laughs> no. that looked the same. That, that for it, me, Ben, isn't the problem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the problem i was waiting for that comment wait, wait, before we get coming. there it nearly became american flags like american flag pinwheels yes. because there were four of those but i was like it's not gonna be star warsy enough i i can't do it i can't do it i like the pinwheel i thought it was fun i blew on them a couple of times i made them spin like a child No problem with the pinwheels but when i was thinking of a windmill you usually <laughs> think of windmills operating on a vertical vertical axis <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what Ben made were jet turbines operating on a horizontal axis. All right. And so this is how you know I'm a man of culture and science and Ryan is not. That is how they're doing wind turbines now. So that gives less, you know, space there. They can spin a little bit faster. That's what they're doing. Here's actually why I did it. So, and they weren't shampoo bottles. They're actually, I think, candy bottles. Some kind of like Reese's cup mix kind of thing. So it's like trail mix, but with lots of chocolate in it. Uh, th those bottles were exactly, I think, range one high. Like, so Luke could leap up to it. I put the windmills on top of it, then they can't. I didn't want snipers to sit on top of these towers so and just start scoping So people. you're just going to say, screw you, Luke. Boba? Because yes. I play mostly Imperial. That's fine. Boba can but, get up no, no, there. But because Boba Luke. probably can't balance. Because remember, it has to be not precarious. So, <laughs> by placing the wind oh, turbine gosh. on top, Boba would not want, unless you one of them want him to land at a wind turbine. <laughs> I think this is a very elaborate excuse for Ben forgetting how windmills work and trying to come up with an elaborate cover listen, story. Listen, sir, I have taught Don Quixote. I know how windmills work. <laughs> I'm not sure Don Quixote knows how windmills work. <laughs> I once played Sancho Panza in a class reproduction of Don Quixote. <laughs> yes. Sancho does know how windmills work. I, I am shaped like Sancho Panza. Let's just call that what it is. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we get there. Me, Ben, and Scott, um, because one of our helper organizers and co-hosts was being lazy that evening. Uh, we haul all these heavy boards uh, yeah, in. You're right. Seven minutes in. I was wondering when that was going to happen. Seven minutes <laughs> in. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I admire your restraint, Ryan. Was, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it wasn't brought up before now, so that's pretty good. I, I didn't hear about it all weekend long, so that's good. You know. I was waiting. Sorry, I had to work. My bad. You um, were not working at yeah, 7.30 on a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was. Thank you very much. I can work from home sometimes. <laughs> in, in any case, uh, other than Tim being lazy, we were setting up tables. Um, I brought uh, my crate mat with a couple new new additions that's trying a new layout um ben had his updated artichoke farm our buddy scott brought his uh his forest uh it's i i have a hard time calling it a dense forest because i think it does need a little bit more terrain on it um but his forest mat um that, that looks in indoor-esque it's indoor-esque indoor -esque. it looks it looks really good and Probably. his tatooine canyon map which i actually do like that I do love that yeah, map. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, and then he also brought like, like an industrial uh, landing pad, uh, complete with a tie fo. That uh, that at table actually of the three. Once again, I didn't get to play, but his industrial map probably looked like the most fun. So we spend Friday night um, right up until the store closes, 
uh, situating all our tables, getting all our toppers in place, mapping out where we're putting things, moving moving stuff around so we can get my little TO desk set up where Ben brought his laptop and a, and a projector so we could throw a timer up on the wall. Um, that was really handy. I was kind of nice and out of the way. And uh, then we go home and, uh, and get some sleep, and Saturday morning comes real early. We get a bunch of people bringing tables. Uh, we had Dan Wolf Games come and bring three tables worth of terrain. He originally told me he was only going to bring two, so I only gave two table toppers. We had the Legion Terrain guys who are from Chattanooga. They brought two really cool looking tables, um, really rad tables that we got to, to set up and play on. Chris Vandergriff uh, from the 82nd Legion in Chattanooga brought a table down and some streaming equipment. I'm not sure when that stuff will be on YouTube. We didn't get to live stream because the internet at our local store is kind of terrible. And uh, and last but definitely not least, uh, we had Jagged Brush Studios. Haggard Brush Haggard Brush is always the yeah. best. It's always good stuff. Uh, brought his indoor table, which he's brought to a couple of events, and has always been a lot of fun. But he had two new pieces of terrain that he had made up, kind of like a big rock, rocky outcropping uh, that looks like an occupier tank plowed through it. It's kind of like this ditch just wide enough for an occupier base. And then this really cool waterfall with some like resin effects. That looks really sweet. Yeah, resin I'm kind of scared to play with, and he decided he was going to play with it the first time, and I really liked it. It looked, yeah. looked great. He did a really good job with that. That was really cool. So we had a lot of support from, from all over the area come. We started registration on time. We got everybody in the building. How many states did we have show up? We had North Carolina, we had quite a few from Tennessee all over, Georgia, Alabama. I don't think we got anybody from Virginia this go-round, sadly. Not this go-round. No. He lives close enough to Virginia, but not quite. Uh, he, lives, he lives right on the border town. So uh, we, had a, we had a pretty good showing. We had 16 players at the start of the day and then a 17th show up about 20 minutes late because they forgot about the time change from Central to, to Eastern. Uh, but that's not a big deal. So we, so we had 17 players on the day, which I was expecting 16 to 20. So we were, uh, we were right on the money. What were y'all's, uh, what were y'all's as a player's impressions um, of like the start of the day, of what the tables looked like? Because I, I was looking at them from a TO perspective. Again, not to toot the horn, but I've we've been to a lot of RPQs. I mean, between the three of us, we've tried right. to travel as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, it was a, I felt yeah. a real smooth start. We got off right on time. I think the day ran on yeah. time uh, the entire time. Uh, we yeah. actually managed to get done and packed up before store closing. Yeah, I was I was impressed by that. Yeah. And we did get them to open a couple hours yeah. early for us. Um, Correct. And they did sell product while the doors were open. So other product that wasn't Legion. But those those tables were just, I think you had a really good array of, I don't know, I don't think uh, there wasn't a whole bunch of tables where you feel like, oh, this is too sparse or, like, oh, this is too much. I think it was a really good different array where you can't say, oh, all the tables lent to my demise right. or, or I just won because of all the different terrain. Like, sure, there's probably one or two that were probably heavier on the terrain side than some of the other ones, but that's okay. Like, it's some tables are going to be different than others. You don't want them all to be the yeah. same thing. That's not fun. My my uh, goal and I think there were a lot of fun. was for everyone who brought a list to look at the tables and see probably out of the because we had more tables than we needed. We actually had eleven tables set up and we only ever needed nine. Yeah, um, yeah. So we were rotating so some out. Yeah, we were rotating some out, and I want to say I want I I tried to build it to where whatever list you would bring, and I did not know at this time what Tim and Ben were bringing. Um, but I wanted everybody <laughs> we'll to see it. one or two tables around the room where they're like, I really want to play that table for my list. And I wanted to see one or yeah. two tables are like, oh God, I don't have to play there. I do not want to play there. Please don't make me play there. Because it's it's that tension, and you've got to be ready for, for anything. Otherwise, all the tables kind of come out feeling the same. And I felt like... I. 
felt like we got that. There was definitely a table or two that I was like, I want to play on that yeah, one. Yeah, Tim and I looked at each other like, I want that table. Yeah. <laughs> My first table, actually, I didn't get that. I got to do that. So it was a good time. And <laughs> I will say I did lock down my list before we started building tables. It was done before I came in for that for that one purpose. Yeah, I had no so, idea. Yeah. <laughs> so that was our setup. It, I Really, I think we had things run smoothly. We had some nice, great prizes on the table. We had pens and pencils. Ryan and I were competing for our TO notebooks. Hold Go on. Ahead. How, how do you want to tell the story? <laughs> are you talking about us just printing two sets of rules and how we were competing? I wasn't competing. Ben kept trying to make it a competition. Like, they're books. They have rules in them. So traditionally, I am the TO for the things that we do. But since Ryan had won his RPQ in Wisconsin because of a failure of our northern brethren. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> so I was making sure the newest rules were in the TO booklet, you know, make sure that things were updated. Had all the extra, you know, lists for people. I, had all, I printed all the match slips. I had a nice little baggie that was full of pins inside the booklet. I went and got our table toppers printed at Kinko so they looked nice and played out across the table. And then... Ryan comes in with this janky three ring binder, like, I don't know, like half an inch. Like it's, it's overflowing. <laughs> he stole it from some, some homeless man, I think. Cause it's all beaten and bruised. <laughs> yep. I stole it from work. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I mean, she used it to prop up the projector, but it was starting to melt it. Cause it was so low quality. <laughs> Let's just, we'll go, we'll go straight to the battle reports. So Ryan, how many games did you win? straight to the battle reports it only took us like 15 <laughs> minutes to get there yeah straight to the battle i reports. won all the games because you know ryan won friendship and that's the real game kid yeah that's true that's what i tell myself at the bottom i as our intro implied i got to come in seventh yippee so i wasn't you, last you were so dead middle that. of the pack um, yeah that's right you were, you were... nothing like being t- solidly mediocre i don't know you're oh, on the upper end of mediocre my... i mean you were in the well, I got to come in solidly seventh, so that was that was neat. Um, slightly above above the middle, but barely. Um, I did this though with all all cards on the table. Uh, I technically was two and one, but I really counted as one point five and one uh, because one of those wins was from the second round by. Uh, we had an odd number of players, and we never want someone from out of town to have to take that. So. Took the buy, uh, so that counts as a win, but I, I don't think I've ever counted a buy as yeah. a win in my life, and I'm I not going to start doing it now. I was basically one and one, really. One, one, and one. <laughs> <laughs> but my, So I got to play, but I still got to play two good rounds, yeah. and the second round, um, I was uh, a minor minor judge. I don't think I ever made any calls or anything. I just got to walk around and look important. That's fine. <laughs> what, a, what a great time. Got to walk around looking at some cool tables. Got to see a bunch of really cool games go on, so I'm not mad about it. Like, it was a good time. That's why I like being the TO so much. Like, I like I like watching people play yeah. Legion. Yeah, I really don't mind it. Like, it was fine. It was, it was, again, really enjoyable to see lots of cool people playing cool lists. We had no Force users. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that later in the we show. We had but no... Yeah. Force no, users, no, yeah. no palp, no Vader. It was really cool to see all the different lists coming together that don't use those, some of which, maybe not palp, but now Vader with the points change being maybe more of a staple again. And Luke is definitely well, a staple, so just seeing if that. If the clones had been cool. here, Obi-Wan uh, would have been over at least half those tables. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. yeah. I actually think in the local area uh, more CIS players than clones, but I could be wrong. I think that's, I think that's accurate, actually. I, I agree with you. Anyway, so I did get two games in there. Uh, my first game, both games I was running Veers, two Shores of the T-21s, two Mortars, 
DLT Storm, Naked Storm, uh, Death Trooper with a standard configuration with the DLT, a Naked E-Web, and because it's cheaper, it's not come out of off the shelf in lord knows how long, <sighs> felt real good to play with it again. My good old stop sign ATST brought it back out, and you know it's been a while when people are commenting on, "Oh wow, that's funny, that stop sign, that's neat," and like, yeah, that's nothing's changed about it since I first painted it. That was like one of the very first things I ever painted. <laughs> right now, I, I want to give you the Shia LaBeouf hand clapping you know, meme right now because I love that list. I love it. It was it was fun. It was a fun list. Um, it did fine. Oh, on the ATST, by the way, I had a grenade launcher and the surge captain. Because if you don't have the surge pilot, you're insane. But um, first round, I got to play Tyler, um, and he had a really interesting list. He had Jin, Sabine, Han, Leia, and Chewie, Chewie. was there too. Yeah, it was it was Rebel heroes all around. It was awesome. Yeah, it was real weird. Um, yeah, I think he had two veterans. I know he had at least one, but I'm pretty sure it was two veterans with the emplacements to go with. Some troopers to fill up those gaps, and a pizza gun. And with that range five, whew, he didn't shoot my ATST a lot with it. Or actually, I think he only shot it once. Um, actually, the whole day, my ATST only ever got shot once, and it was in that game, uh, and no damage went through. So that's a good time. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, not just to jump ahead there for the second game, but so it, he didn't like light up my ATST with it, which I was afraid he would because we were definitely looking at each other. But with it being range five, something I didn't think about was you know, if you have the ATST with all these cool dice and impact three uh, or impact whatever, and you know, if you have the extra twin laser, it goes up by one, you would think it would do a whole lot to it. But the problem was with range five, I, I couldn't see it. Like, I saw it, but right. it was never close enough. It was never close enough for me to shoot. So while I wanted to shoot the big scary gun in the corner on top of a cliff, which he had some great placement there too, I couldn't. But anyway, we played on the salt map, Ryan's salt map, the red salt map, uh, if you ever see yeah. that. Uh, it's always a cool map. Uh, actually, as an ATST player, that was one of the ones I wanted to play on because yeah. my ATST can look into all those trenches and say, ha ha ha. You can see so much with an ATST on that yeah. map, and he's Gosh. got there's rocks, there are line of sight blockers, but the sure. ATST oh, just yeah. towers above all of that. Right, can shoot right down. My biggest hindrance to shooting was just my range, um, mm -hmm. which also again is to say good things for my opponent because he did a really good job um, with two two things range wise. Number one, his gin was key with her courage bubble. I believe there was a round where she stopped three units from panicking. I could be wrong. Uh, I know it was That's at least awesome. two. I think it was three. Um, or it might have been two, and then the next round stopped another one because of Jin's pan uh, courage. So that was just nuts. Um, he also, at one point, rallied. He had seven seven suppression on someone and rallied five off. So what are you going to do about that? That's just how it goes. Right. Uh, cause what are, never tell me the odds. The odds don't exist. That's, they're just lies. Um, I do want to back you up real quick for a second, yes, Sam, yes, yes. On, go ahead, go on ahead. my map. Um, yeah. One thing, because those trenches that I have are actually Flames of War trenches, there's a lot of things that can see their bases. Yeah. Typically, and once again, this is up to you and your opponent, I will typically treat anything inside the trench as area terrain heavy. Um, yes. Just be for kind of for that reason, because getting a trench that actually covers a good chunk of the mini would be kind of unplayable. Which I think we actually ended up doing. Okay, so he, he got heavy cover from your ATST even though you could see all of his bases? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Because that's part of the reason why I also had to move my ATST up, because again, I had the grenade launcher that takes away cover. 
So I once you move that up, it doesn't matter because then who cares? It has blast. Um, yes, I believe we played it that way because he also had that shot. Remember, there was that one shot we actually called you over and we were discussing right. that where he shot me with his FD cannon. Um, but the other thing where he really worked well with range was playing his Sabine. And it was the mm. thing, and I, I lamented to him later, as soon as the game started, we played Advanced Positions, Breakthrough, uh, and Hostile Environment. And it was one of those things that as soon as the game started, and as soon as he put his Sabine down, I immediately realized what was going to happen, and that there was not a whole lot I was going to be able to do about it. Um, it was just a situation that was going to be a thing. Uh, and it's basically, he crept his Sabine up, so he had all these other heroes and everything, all these other stuff keeping me occupied to where Sabine just kind of crept up and she was crawling over the downed ATST or ATAT and going up behind the rocks and stuff and creeping up there. And I saw her coming. Never forgot about her. I'm like, mm, I bet you round three, he's going to throw explosions at me because I'm Imperial. Mm-hmm. I'm all clustered up. And then sure enough, round three to the shock of no one, there's an explosions. Uh, got two mines off there. Uh, didn't really do a whole lot. Wasn't, wasn't ultra devastating, uh, but he definitely killed some guys and got a lot of suppression out there. And that was that was bad. That was real bad. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you about your list con- instruction. Were yes, you trying yes, to go for suppression? Were you trying to go for just do all the damage? A, a mix of the two? Probably a little bit of a mix. Mostly damage. Um, with two mortars and the death troopers, you can get some decent suppression out there. I would have loved to have had the barrage generator on the E-Web, but I just couldn't make it work points-wise. I would have had to cut stuff off the ATSD, which I didn't want to do either. Uh, and so I just could not, sadly, make it work. I was right at 800 points. Um, and, yeah, I I would have liked a little bit more suppression, but, again, it, suppression actually didn't matter for that game just because of Jin's bubble. I mean, to get someone to seven suppression is is a bit rough. I mean, you know, I did it once, but, again, again at one time it didn't matter. Uh, so that's okay. But, yeah, I was mostly going for damage. How did being right at 800 affect you over the course of the day? It is fine-ish. I mean, because as Red Player, the one of the benefits of Red Player, well, you don't get to choose your board edge, it was at least I get to help get the final say in what we're going to play. Last uh, veto. Yeah, it's, it's a last veto, which actually came into play for this one, where I really, I forget how I did it again. Um, I think it was Limited Viz, and I was able to make it in such a way where I made sure we weren't going to play Limited Viz. Uh, yeah, it, it it's fine. I don't mind being red player. It's not the end of the world. I can understand why it's bad sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I think blue player is still better, but well, sure. I, I don't I mean, think it's it crushing. Needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was a good game. It was really close for the first couple rounds. We actually played in under time. We played all six rounds, and we still had I think thirty minutes left. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, we breeze through, but that's what happens when you wipe people's activations off the board. And I'm not talking about me wiping away his. It was, it was definitely the first few rounds we're shooting each other, taking you know taking a couple wounds here and there. And then I'm not gonna blame it all on dice because again he played really well. He played absolutely well. Uh, Red dice were definitely rolling up only about 25% though, even counting on the surges when they surge like on death troopers and stuff. So that didn't help either. But between rolling a little low on those red dice and then really, um, yeah, here here me, here we go again, right? Is Pierce, (laughs) but Pierce. So between rolling low, yeah, I know, I knew I was coming. I knew it was coming. You're rolling low, and you're rolling against Pierce. So anything you do roll, it gets destroyed. It doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. And so I, there's nothing I could do against that. And so uh, my guys just got 
wiped off the table uh, really quickly, too. There's a picture I have where it looks, I think it was right before the, the turning of the tide, where it looks like I'm doing really, really well, and I was, and then all of a sudden, all his units got in range, and all the Pierce started coming through, and Hans that are coming through. Um, but again, no no taking away from what he did. He did really well. Played Jin and Han really well, to where uh, Han had one health lift, and then he played Han's card where, you know, you have to shoot someone with a face-up order token, and then immediately right. played Han first, and then had Jin have the face up order token and I so like then it. i had to shift all of my fire to gin instead and that's that was sad frustrating that's cool yeah cool yeah it was good it was a really good play and i i actually didn't expect it it was really good and then so gin got down to i think she ended up dying eventually but still it was just really effective and he did yeah great job i know that was a really long explanation but i did that because for game three this is my my summary i played against brett it was a game i won the game uh he made some mistakes it happens namely he walked several of his units right into the 18 TST's firing line um, and kind of did a little bit almost one at a time-ish and so I was just like alright that one alright that one um, and it just didn't work out well the Tennessee Valley Fair closed last week so maybe you're just feeling the vibes from that just you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was just it was fine it was a fun game um, we played rapid reinforcements on that one again I'm not going to go into the whole thing but uh, he put some units rapidly reinforced where they probably shouldn't have been. Uh, it went down to back control, and if he pulled one unit, oh. it would have been probably fine. But he pulled the wrong one, and it, he yeah put it. He had to deploy them before my shores had gone. So then my shores were like, "Well, those guys are behind us. Hold on," and we shot you them. You say instead. you hate that, but I actually love that about this game. No, I love it. I love, but I, I love that gamble mechanic. But you hate it as a player if you're if oh, that's yeah. the situation <laughs> you're in. The best laid plans of mice and men when you've got you know you have five troopers and right. you're looking for a trooper token and then for some reason you pull out your ATST. I'm like, yeah. you're not what I wanted. <laughs> that's what improvised orders is for. Yeah. Well, I've done that and pulled the other special forces. <laughs> Last thing I'll say for that first game too, what was really funny. So we both had 10 activations, and we both had a really cool list with lots of firepower and lots of cool things. Neither one of us had back control for anything. Like we, were just, <laughs> we were just pulling stuff, and we're like, I wonder what I'm going to play. Oh, neat. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, what are you going to play? This one. Oh, cool. All right. And it was just, there was no control. Um, That's awesome. Except for command cards, obviously, but still, like, it was just ridiculous. But it was fun. It's a good game. So, Ben, Mr. Fourth, how'd you do? Uh, I came in fourth. Yeah. yeah. Finally coming in top four. Top in four. RPQ that matters. My second top four in RPQ. I was just going to say, this is the second time you're coming in top four in RPQ. <laughs> Um, like Tim and Tim and I did not discuss our list beforehand. No, I decided I was going big or going home. And the hold on, just so everyone knows Ben's other RPQ that he's been to had four people in it and he got third. (laughs) So let's just, let's just mark it where it goes. Top four, top four (laughs) market zero. Uh, So Tim and I did not talk about our list, but the point changes told me that I just had to bring in my ATSD. So I did. (laughs) (laughs) And there was actually a lot of armor. On both yeah. sides of the table. And I think um, part of it was Tauntaun reaction. I was like, come at me, Tauntaun. I'm going to stomp yeah. on you with these fence-cutting blades. Uh-huh. <laughs> I decided I was going to look for suppression. That's what I wanted. So I went with Krennic, strict orders, full death trooper set with a comm relay, two DLT squads, two shores with recon and the T-21s, two mortar guys, 
and the ATST with a mortar and the surge drive. Nine activations is where I set. So I'm I'm not to cut you off already, but I'm just curious as a as a fellow ATST person and everything. How did you feel about the mortar? Because I always run the grenade launcher, but I do like the mortar. I've always liked the mortar. I do, mm-hmm. and the surge pilot makes it better because I'm just looking for paint, and if I can get That's paint, fair. I can get the suppression token. I don't say this often, but I'm on Team Tim with this one. Ooh, yeah, I, I think yeah. I'm still on Team Tim as well. <laughs> well, let me tell you the story of why the dice variants went with me and why I still love it. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, in part because the suppression game played out for me very well across all three of my games. Sure. Uh, I played I played Dustin Harvey of Jagged Brush Studios. That's right. I said his name correctly. That's the only shout-out you get, Dustin. Five points for <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> um, and I was playing on the table that was brought by, I mean, I'm, I've labeled him Arch Friend of the Podcast. But really, I think Scott's our Friminous. Friminous? <laughs> <laughs> Friminous? <laughs> just making up random terms. We're going to have to go around. Our next major event we have, Jesus. we're just going to have, instead of like a hello, my name is whatever, it's going to be hello, my name is Friendimus. Hello, my name is Arch Enemy. Hello, my name is Arch Friend. We do yeah. need to get stickers for people that we meet at conventions. This is, for, yes. this is what I'm thinking. We'll get yeah. some Gen Con style like ribbons that go underneath badges. It's like, yeah, exactly. Let's do it. I've already exactly. actually got a website set up. I've, I've got the order kind of started. But anyhow. Just, uh, so, just but like your anti Tauntaun YouTube page? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we're playing the Tatooine Canyons map, which I do absolutely love. Um, yeah, and it was cool littered map. with the bones of a crate dragon that I bought from mm-hmm. Target for $12. That's right. I saw that post on the Legion Facebook, and it was delightful. So I went and bought it, and it was great. Um, so I'm telling you, fantastic terrain investment. You want a little bone set? Drop it on that table. That, yeah, it did, it did really pop. Yeah, it, it really. It just popped nicely. Yeah. It was great. I liked it a lot. Uh, we're both playing Imperial sets. Uh, he's running Veers and Bosk, three bikes, three DLTs, a DLT and a Medbot, a Flamer Snow, all that's bent on my destruction. It's a lot, honestly. We both with, went with key positions and battle lines and hostile environment. Okay. That's Imperials. That's what we want. You, right. you want to play the come at me, bro. I'll suppress you off the table. But I played that suppression game super hard against Dustin. So let me let me ask this question on turn zero for, for Dustin. Was hostile in that last column to where he couldn't do anything about it? It was. Okay. It was because that that's that's your dream right there. If you've got yeah. more suppressive than they do, mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay, yeah. It, it, was, it was it was straight up there. I managed to get a full squad uh, DLTs off the board at the start of round two. Ooh. Nice, gross. Um, at round three, I shot a squad so hard that Dustin had to roll six white dice to rally. He Ooh. got five of them. Got five paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Because you were having that happen right. You were in the table next to me when that was happening, right? It, you and I just so, kept talking about how, where are these rally dice? What are these rally dice doing? <laughs> what are the odds? Don't awesome. tell us the odds. There, there are uh, no odds here. Math is a lie. <laughs> uh, round four, because of where we put our, our, our key positions, he's got one that's off on the corner of the board. And I'm shooting up this squad of guys. And they got suppression on themselves because he had his bikes run over them to get over there. Mm-hmm. So, which we realize now is probably not how that works anymore. But No, it's not. Only if they land on them, they get suppressed. Right. So we I, we rallied. He rallied up that one. I think he had four suppression. He got and Veers is not in range. So I mean, he's got to pull three to survive, and he gets three paint. So it's like, <laughs> but no, it was a, it was a hard tight bat. I was trying to kill things before those bikes could come in because three bikes are dangerous. Yes, um, they are. They, they I mean they light up some shore troopers in a mortar of mine. Uh, they take some shots at uh, at Krennic, but he survives them. He takes some hits, but you know he survives well. I, I played Krennic like I play Veers. 
which is he's right in the midst of things. I mean, he's normally hiding behind a, a wall, but he's like, he's right in the middle. He pops out, shoots some things, then kind of runs away again. I took like close to 300 photos of this event. And obviously not all of them are going to get posted. But I want to say I probably got at least three or four shots of Krennic every round. Different people's Krennic. I could fill a coffee table book of Krennic hiding behind buildings. <laughs> yep. And I get it, <laughs> except I don't get it. So he throws red, black, white. He's got sharpshooter. He surges to crit, and he pierces. Yep. Yeah. It's that white defense die that scares people. It is. No, it's that white defense dice that scares Imperials. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it scares me. It scares me all the time. Probably the reason so, why I don't like Krennic. See, but I play recklessly, so I definitely had him out there. He he knocked off several bikes for me. Um, that sharpshooter mm. brings that cover down. He's he yep. pierced some things through. It was absolutely worthwhile. So bikes come around, shoot up some shore troopers. I turn the ATST and say, like, hello, boys. I shoot some bikes down, <laughs> and then I mortar the guys in the far corner so that by round four, they're, I mean, they have seven suppression in the very last round. I guess round five. They have seven suppression on by the time I'm done with them. <laughs> uh, Boss is coming around. He's like, I'm going to shoot some things. But he has to move to get into range. He takes a shot at my death troopers. And I think I managed to lose a guy. But they're death troopers. So I put four hits dead into Bosk right there. Start of the next round, I go death troopers first. Five hits into Bosk. He's dead. Put him back in the terrarium. <laughs> Dustin's uh, defense dice they did because they're red we're both rolling red they set down a bit he went slightly under the average and that didn't help him at all if he's hitting them rally rolls it's fine yeah, exactly and I mean exactly. and I use that suppression all over the place Yeah. so I end up coming away with the win gotcha <laughs> um, some things I learned though I had never used compel because I'd actually have never played Krennic before today <laughs> I've seen lots of Krennic I've watched Krennic but I've never actually played him it's really good yeah he's really good uh, between strict orders and compel, you can do a lot of things. I, I had guys who were panicked, but they had the critic bubble. And then I compelled them to move farther forward so that if they did actually panic on the next turn, they could not run off the board. Okay. But you can't use compel if they're panicking. But they're not panicked because they're inside my bubble. Oh, they're panicking oh. at two, but not at four. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. And so yep, I could okay. I could run guys up the board. To keep them, so they may retreat, but I'm okay with that. Like they haven't gone right. off the board yet. There's a chance I get to pull this back. Right. And strict orders. Oh, oh my! Strict orders is nice if you remember to do it correctly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I always forget it. I generally always do. Like I always forget strict orders. Oh, it's it's like I'm not even going to risk the die roll. Uh, and I and I'll be honest. If the dice had gone some other ways, the gods had come against me. I probably could have lost that game because of some strict orders kind of compel things. I just hadn't figured out. <laughs> Sure, sure. But it was it was a learning game that got me there. And it, was, it was a tight, close game. Like it was, it was a good, hard game. We had lots of fun with it. Dustin and I, I don't think, have actually played Legion since maybe the 500-point game. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, and we make the joke about Dustin always plays a Knoxville player. He's apparently just never played me. He just always plays Ryan or Tim huh. or, or you know, somebody else. So That's funny. Uh, second game, I'm playing against arch friend of the podcast, Scott. Or I guess we called him Fremden. There's us. Uh, he and I... Uh, <laughs> It's fr- it's friendemis. It's it's nemesis and friend all rolled into one. It, exactly, but I don't know. Think that's how we pronounce it. The, the syllable. Or just Scott. So we just call him Scott. We just call him. Yeah. Scott. Um, there's a beautiful photo, by the way, Scott, that Ryan has captured of you mid-game, and it's it's oh, yeah. everything I think of Scott when I when I play. And yeah, yes, yeah, it's a fantastic photo. It is. It is the definition of Scott in a photo. 
we'll probably frame it, send it to you, send it to you for Christmas. It's, it's really it's quite nice. Right. Um, <laughs> with, with lipstick marks on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have three <laughs> yeah, different kiss right. marks on it. It's fine. So we're, uh, but we're playing on the exact same map that he and I played on against each other at ATC. We're playing on the Mustafar map. Um, I think nice. that was actually one of the ones that went out on the stream um, from ATC. So you can definitely go out and probably find that <laughs> on the internet. And so I, I'm blue player. I'm at, I have a six point bid. And I just say, you know what? I'm going to choose the same side I chose last time because he and I are playing similar lists. Like it's range four, it's suppression. Here's what he had. He had strict orders, commanding presence, Krennic. We'll talk about that in a second. Three shores, three mortars, three snipers, and an occupier tank. I, love I don't even it. understand how that's enough points. No, I love this list. I don't understand I like it how it's possible to do that. Oh, <laughs> because the Imperials are great. That's why. Oh, don't ask oh, how. It is. Yours is not to ask why or how. Yours is only to obey. And it's an impressive amount of suppression. I mean, it's a ton of it. And I, even if I wanted to kill the occupier tank, I couldn't find it. I couldn't get damage for it. I mean, I'm really worried about this. You and be. I, oh, yeah. oh, absolutely, I am. And because of suppression, I know Scott is going to start turn one with annihilation looms. Because <laughs> we're playing key position, hostile environment, major offensive. Of uh, course, hostile he's environment. Do that. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely is going to do that except he set a lot of his forces at range four because he's using commanding presence to give them the order token and bounce those oh. things around oh okay. no i know oh, where this no. story's going yep and about 20 minutes in he realized i kept shooting units that were not at range three of krennic before they could activate and so in round one, I run a full set of shores right off the table. Oh, that's the oh. worst. Oh, yeah. That's so sad. And then I, I get the second set of shores off the table on the next round. Now, I will say his snipers survived a lot longer than they probably should have. They, those guys were dug in deep, and I put a ton of suppression. He kept rolling those things off. He gets Krennic to run in there to kind of protect them a little bit, to give his bubble as best he can. But he's decimating my frontline troops. My shores and mortars get lit up. My death troopers actually have to retreat at some point. Like, they panic. I mean, that's how bad. I mean, he's he is lighting me up. No, I was going to say, I remember at one point I walked over, and it, it, it looked like you were winning. And then I walked over a little bit later, and I just saw all of your guys running. And I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's bad. <laughs> it was real was bad. bad. All the, I mean, because his mortars took a good long time to die, could not get them yeah. things off the table. They were suppressing me left and right, and I wasn't near terrain because of where I had to go and what I had to do. Right. Oh, yeah, it was a... It was, I, if he'd had those two full sets of shores, I don't know that i pull the win on this one. I'm going to be real honest. Sure. And he fights me to the very end for that thing. Mm. Um. In the end, he's got a one set of shore troopers that are down to three guys. He has one mortar who I'm panicking off the board slowly because they don't move that fast. And he's got Krennic and that tank. But I, honestly, I just start taking my ATST to go shoot the tank. I ended up breaking it on the very final round of the game. Nice. But I'm down to a single death trooper, a one health mortar guy, my two DLT units who had survived all that, Krennic who survived with a couple hits to his face, and that's it. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how close we are on this. But his key positions, and I've got two to his one. So yeah, that's the game, man. We, we call it game. for the win. Call it for the win there. Third game, finally play someone who's not from Knoxville. Yay! It's a Knoxville RPQ. I should expect some Knoxville. But we really, there were what, four of us? There really weren't that um, much Knoxville there. There really wasn't. We had a lot of, a lot of out-of-towners come. A lot of um, out-of-towners, so. It was, the, it was you, Tim, Will, Dustin. Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah, because several of our of our other locals like were just uh, lazy and, and didn't want to come out. Yeah, yeah. Do you that's count Brett? That's what we're gonna call it. That's what we're gonna call it. No, Brett. Brett's Knox or Brett's Chattanooga. 
Because him and, and Vandergriff are, are Chattanooga. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, turns out he's going to be the guy who's going to go to the top two. So, you know how this game's turning out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and his name is also Ben. Battle of the Bens. He's, uh, Battle of the Bens. He's from Alabama. He comes right at me with, with Leia, three vets, three Mark IIs with comm relays, three snipers, and three Tauntauns. Your Tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Jeez. Exactly. Yep. 13 activations. Oh, yep. was it 13? Tauntauns. I didn't realize that. It was 13. Oh, yep. that's gross. <laughs> er, that's worse than it was before. I, yep. Yep. I saw it and I'm like, uh-huh. I will say that Hostile did not come up where I needed to in the last one. So he got to, he did block Hostile environment as much as I wanted that. So we ended up playing Sabotage, Major, and Minefield. I, I'm down on Troopers. I'm at nine activations. He's out activating me by four. And he's yeah. got Tauntauns and Mines. I didn't want Mines, but it was what had to happen, I think, in order to... It's basically what got left over, I think. Sure. Um, we set three Vaporators very close to the center as best we could. So I had two of mine just right outside my deployment. He had one right outside of his in the L shape. And they both managed to all be at range two. And then he put his fourth one way out on the far side of the map where he's going to put mm. his snipers. Right. snipers can range four onto my side and then also run over there at the very end, do some vaporator work and get out of there. So I see this setup and I think I'm going to have to go kind of in an envelopment here and I'm going to have to use that ATST much more up close and personal. It has to be the heavy mailed fist on one corner because I'm down four activations. So right. I set it across from his Mark twos and his vets because they don't roll crits. They're just black dice. They don't surge to crit because it's just black dice. But honestly, with, with his list and the way yours is set up, your ATST, with the exception of maybe the Tauntauns, should be getting close to an activation every shot. Your math says that, doesn't it? <laughs> but math is wrong, kids. Remember that. Math is a lie. Now, and I will tell you, he held on to his Tauntauns until after I set the ATST. I, like, <laughs> I had set my entire list before we had to put the Tauntaun down. So he 13 was able activations. To, yeah. So he's able to counterplay me um, so that he held the Tauntaun so they would go on the flank that had all of my dudes. So I've right. got the ATST and my two DLT groups on one corner. And then I have got all my shores and my mortars and my death troopers on the other side. There's a nice tall building in the center. And hopefully when these videos come out, this is the Legion Terrain guys table. And I really like this table. I yeah, did. I like the setup cool. of it. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was probably the best table we had at the tournament. <laughs> it had... Had some weirdness since it wasn't terrain I'd played on before. Right. Um, so there's some oddball things that would pop up in our gameplay. Um, but I liked it. I liked the setup and I liked what it was doing. So Tauntauns are just outside of range four because he knows I'm going to shoot Tauntauns as best as I can with mortar gun. I'll shoot anything. That, I'll shoot a Tauntaun at range four if I can. I realize he's going to keep them out. He's going to bag control because he can with that list. You can bounce right. around a lot of things, get exactly the guys you want. And so you know what? I'm just going to recon out my, um, my shore troopers. Place the mortar as far as I can, and I'm going to shoot some snipers. Okay. They're, they're so far away, if I can get enough hits on them, they could run off the board. Yeah. And so 
that's a pretty solid plan. It actually works out for me. I get one one unit out there. Uh, he's got two units or so left over there. I, we do as much damage as we can, and I try to just hold off till the Tauntauns get there. I just can't take a Tauntaun off in a turn. I would, right. I would concentrate my fire as best as possible. I would do three damage. Uh, maybe I do four damage on the next turn, but that doesn't kill the unit because they have eight health. Right. Is, mm -hmm. I'm just down to a wounded Tauntaun, which isn't great because it's still a lot of damage, even if it's just one ram. That's still a healthy amount of damage if it gets in there. Right. right. So, yeah, I, I I do the absolute best I can. My my defense dice dip a little bit here. Um, they do. But I he's out-activating me as much as possible. And those Mark 3s, whoo, that's a lot of black dice to throw at a thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so he, he ate up my, my troopers. I mean, he just started kill, murdering them as best they could. I hold off as long as I can. We go straight to time. But at time, I'm down to... Nope, Krennic had just died. So I'm down to two death troopers and an ATST. Who he's taking just pot shots at because there's no one else to shoot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I mean, again, it was a close game. I can't say it's a, it was a complete just wipeout because it really wasn't. He only won by a single damage on a single evaporator. That, that is cool. I, I did mine and held it. I held it tight so people couldn't get in there. Um, I held him off that other one for quite a long time. At one point, I walked up with the ATST to um, to move his guys off the point and then back <laughs> up and try to take a shot. Like, I, I'm trying to just get them so they can't do actions. Like, I'm trying to suppress right. them to the point where they can't do anything. Um, right. Like I said, I mean, it's just one. And so, and he comes down to the best shot of the game for me. I'm where the ATST is, he's behind the building, which is about the same height as him. But if I walk a little bit forward, I can launch my mortar at the two snipers who are still hanging out looking at that point. They haven't moved yet because they're, they're firing into my death troopers and into my shores. So I'm like, <laughs> I'll take a mortar shot here and I'm going to launch a whole bunch of dice at the guys in front of me who they all block, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I managed to roll two crits on those white dice. Nice. He rolls his dice, and they fail. Dead snipers. Yeah. So Yay. <laughs> he, he realizes, oh, God, I better get over here and hide. Because he, he had the thing kind of near a rock. If he can hide, he can, do the, he can take care of the evaporator and be safe. Right. He runs across the field, but he's down in, he's down in action because I do have him at that suppression level. Hanging out in the middle, he takes a damage from the bomb. One guy dies. I launch the mortar. Pada! Single crit. He doesn't block it. Blam! Dead snipers. Wiped out the other evaporator side using just <laughs> range that's, four that's, and that's, mortar gun. That's clutch. Yeah, that's clutch. <laughs> it was delightful. That is cool how we can see a really good game between a you know a nine activation list being a little bit under and with you know a heavy piece of armor versus a thirteen activation list, um, and it still be some parody and it still be close. Like oh, this game absolutely. is in a really good spot to where I don't feel like we need to activation pad as much as we yeah. used to. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't hurt when you do. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> neuter the tauntauns in the way that I would like to have them neutered, which is blasted from space with a cannon. Um, but <laughs> now it's just on there. He held them as long as they could. I, I mean, he had dodge tokens at the end of round one. I tried to shoot as fast and as much as possible, but of course that means he wants the tauntauns to go quickly. And so, right. you know, I can't, you do the best you can with it. The dice do what they do. And like I said, I don't feel bad about that game whatsoever. I was not salty. I was not angry about it. I mean, really it was, it was a good game and I nearly had it. I mean, yeah. it was close. It was close. I thought you had it. I was looking over. I thought you had it. I, I really thought I had it. Because at that point, I'm 2-0. and oh, Like, there's a chance. I'm saying there's nearly a chance. Yeah, I was shaking in my boots a little bit. I was like, I can't let Ben win this. 
<laughs> I wanted it home where Ryan couldn't. Ryan had to travel to some stranger land to get it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, now, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Let's talk about the, the players a little bit. Um, I didn't know who's going to win this thing coming in. Like, I don't think there was a clear favorite. No. And then I'll be real honest, when I heard that Jordan Stuckenschneider was coming from Atlanta, I was like, oh, we're doomed. Yeah, we're doomed. (laughs) We're all doomed, boys. He's good. He's good. He dooms us with his positivity. (laughs) That's Um, right. A lot like Sean Morris, he's the Canadian of the South. He's so polite. He's so nice. He's He's the Canadian of the South. There's a new title for him. Next time we see Stuckenschneider, we'll slap that on his chest. Canadian of the South. I had heard that some of the Chicago guys were going to come down. I have been told some some other uh, some other people who still hungry for for RPQs are coming. I thought Al was coming because I saw him on the ticket list. I was like, oh, Al's going to come down and whoop me again. So might as well take that loss now. (laughs) And then they just didn't show up. And so when we got there on game day, and I looked at our pre-reg list, I was like, oh. I don't know who who to hedge my bets on. The field was wide open, and that was that was really cool. Yeah. Um, um, our Nashville players who came in, uh, he's won one of our tournaments before. So yep. I mean, there's yep. always a chance that Stephen was going to take that bad boy. Mm-hmm. And his his son Tyler is really good. Yeah, that's who beat me, right? Uh, Will could blind truffle his way into it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it was, it was a really cool day with a lot of cool competitors. I'm really happy with the way that our our whole event went down. My goal going into the thing as as judge and TO is I just wanted to keep everything on time. And I think we started the final table 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe behind schedule. I think it was only 15. I think it was only 15. And we we had had some people kind of dragging getting back from from our lunch break, so we just kind of gave everybody there 10 15 extra minutes. Yeah. Um, we, we did the two hour rounds and then 15 minutes till dice down. We never had to go to dice down. Everybody always finished beforehand. And out of the 23 match slips out of our 24 games that got handed to me, 14 of them went to round six or ended in a concession. Hmm. Wow. 14 out of 23. That's awesome. 14 out of 23. So only nine games that were recorded did I have to be the bad guy right. and, like, end the game early. <laughs> um, and that's that's pretty impressive, especially with, you know, I'm going to say a lot of our Tennessee players, because we don't get that many big events, aren't the most seasoned players on playing on these really tight clocks. Yeah. Everybody did really well in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we played a lot of Legion really quickly. Yeah, that was and good. Honestly, you only added five minutes to lunch. You started us dead yeah. on two o'clock when we came back, and you gave us five minutes extra just to kind of ease that transition. I mean, really, yeah. we, were on, we were on time pretty often. So 14 ended in round six? No, or conceded. Or conceded. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. I was, was trying yeah. to wrap my head around Round six that. or or they conceded on their little match. Sure, sure. Uh, the, the funny outlier game, and I knew this was going to happen and when I, I saw the pairings for round one, I wanted these two guys to play at some point during the day. Um, and it's Dan from Dan Wolf Games and our friend Scott, because they're both hobbyists. They're both, <laughs> you know, very thoughtful players. They're both very chatty players. I'm like... I want to watch these two guys interact with each other for two hours. This is going to be a treat. And they got through two rounds. 
like they both like design terrain. They both like to yep. talk about the model they've painted. I mean, like I said, they're, they're great. I mean, it's one of the reasons why Ryan and I and, and Tim like Legion. You can yeah. spend a lot of time yeah. talking while playing this game. Oh yeah, yeah, you can. I love it. Yeah, our faction breakdown was kind of where you expect it it was 10 imperials seven rebels the rebels tended to do a bit better on the day uh they occupied a little bit more of the upper half of the bracket tauntaun's broken <laughs> yes clearly tauntaun's broken we did have one table where there were three t47s three atrts and three tauntauns between two rebel players mm -hmm. so jettison in space Nuke it, nuke it for more. <laughs> yeah. Just burn the table. All of our top four lists, um, one of them had a solid 800 points. The others had a five or a six point bid. So bids handed uh, were handled pretty appropriately. There were, there were quite a few bids. And then we, out of the 23 match slips I was given, we had 10 red victories and 13 blue player victories. Hmm. So I think that's, that's a little bit above for blue what I think most of the RPQ averages have been. Mm -hmm. But um, I think since our sample size is so small, that, that three-game difference is, is pretty negligible. Yeah, I would so. say so. Now, I'll say since I've concentrated so much on the Imperial side or the CIS, which I think kind of likes the same objectives – I like. I've been mm. playing nothing but key positions. Like I'm, I'm gunning for it as much as possible. So I think I've played like five games of key positions this year. Yeah, I mean, I I played <laughs> two yesterday or two over the weekend. I know I played all three of those when I was in Charlotte. Um, my CIS games, I went for key positions nearly every time. So if I'm playing key positions, it, it was was that the most popular one? Am, am I am I popular? It uh, actually was not key positions. <sighs> I'm not popular. Um, Sad day. No, you're I not. I like key positions. Sad key, position, <laughs> key positions, Vaporators, and Sabotage were each only played three times each. Oh, oh. I was two of those key positions. Oh. <laughs> we played six games of Breakthrough and eight games of Intercept the Transmissions. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Um, I, I played one of those Sabotages, too. Like, I mean... <laughs> three of those six i mean, I, I mean yeah i was yeah. i was in them <laughs> uh we had uh, seven games of advanced positions and major offensive were tied for the most uh only one game of disarray which was a game of breakthrough that i watched because watching <laughs> will and brett play breakthrough disarray was hilarious <laughs> um i gotta kind of wonder about the advanced positions and the tournaments that i've played in i would never want to waste the time with it yeah exactly that's I, that's where i'm at but once again i think that kind of goes to the fact that we don't have a lot of hard-nosed tournament players show right. up to our rpq which is true um I'm, I'm know, honest, honestly it's, it's in my battle deck i keep it in my battle deck oh, it's the yeah. card yeah, i, I want my opponent to have to cancel yeah i think everyone keeps it in their battle deck because i, I you're either a long march vetoer or a disarray vetoer I, well, i'm pretty sure there's not many people that are long march is also in my battle deck so because i i take disarray out <laughs> well that, no that's what i'm saying is you either take disarray out or you take long march out i think everybody else's battle deck always has battle lines major offensive and advanced positions in it and you cut yeah, either disarray or long march yeah i think that's traditional um, so w with my list i'll be honest with you i nearly put disarray back in I'm surprised you didn't. I, you I, just throw that ATST over there. Yep. Since I, you're since because you were running Krennic instead of Veers, right? Yeah. So you don't need to really. I mean, you don't need that 
to order it after Veers gives it the aim token, and you don't need the evasive maneuvers range or whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you didn't. I, I, the only reason I didn't because I have not practiced it in quite some time. Like, it may have been Yavin Team League last year. was the last time I think I played <laughs> an actual disarray. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it's been it's been a while. I mean, most people, any rebels are up there. I keep enough of a bid that we tend not to have to play their battle deck, <laughs> or I just veto it because I don't like it. <laughs> now, uh, as for conditions, we had eight games in hostile environment, uh, six unclear conditions, and then three boo. on the other three each. <laughs> boo, clear conditions. Yeah, boo. But I I get it. I mean, hostiles what the Imperials want. Um, yep. I get it. And yeah. honestly, like. Since we didn't have loops show up and we had like Jins and Leia's, Rebels yeah. don't hate it either. Yeah, like, that's true. That, that was my first game was Hostile Environment and it really didn't super matter. Like it was fine. <laughs> I think we only had we had one unit that panicked, and that was my shore oh, wow. trooper, and it turned around and came back the next turn because I played Imperial Discipline to refresh it. Right. Nice. Nice. And he actually came back and took a shot on Jin, if I remember correctly. That's cool. Because range four gun. Um, so our, our finals came down to uh, Chris Beezer versus uh, Ben Crane. Uh, so it was Asheville, recently Wisconsin, but Asheville now, versus Huntsville, Alabama. Tennessee was nowhere in the running. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I yeah, was trying. <laughs> we did have to go to strength of schedule. Sadly, Jordan Schneider was knocked out of the final. Uh, because of the way the pair ups and pair downs and buys with seventeen players, um, so but he was a really good sport about it. Uh, kudos to him. We had a rebel versus rebel final. <laughs> the video should be up right. at some point. Uh, it was the ben, the list that that Ben was playing. Ben, other Ben just talked about, and then uh, Chris was playing triple ATRTs, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was awesome. Uh, some s- snipers. Um, and then kind of Rebel Core to fill. I actually really well, liked the hang, list. Hang on. You're and, oh, thing. and there was a T-47. There was a T-47. I was going to say, yeah, was about you, to say, you can't forget that. Let, let, let me read this list to you. It's Leia, three trooper Z6s, a Rebel Trooper with an R5 Astromech just for the R2s, or for the uh, uh, the ATRTs, two strike team snipers, three ATRTs with rotaries, and a T-47. Yeah, it was pretty rad. <laughs> they played a... Uh, Sabotage, and it was this really weird game because uh, Chris hardly really, from what I got to watch of the game, and I didn't want to loom over their game the whole time. I, I right. stay, I tried to stay nearby to where if they needed me, yeah. um, but I didn't want to infringe on their game, and I'm a talker, um, so I, I can't sit silently for like two <laughs> hours. Um, Don't play golf. <laughs> and so Chris had built this like iron curtain with his ATRTs to kind of protect this pocket to where uh, Ben's Tauntauns couldn't push through. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. And I love it. I I, I love the Iron Curtain. I did. And so he just kind of, Chris kind of did this cool thing where for a lot of it, he started off by kind of ignoring the Tauntauns and just going after the Mark IIs and anything with that critical keyword that might be able to wound his, his RTs. I think he did end up losing one of them. The snowspeeder did end up going down. Um, 
But Ben was having to take a lot of pot shots just fishing uh, for crits. And uh, through some through some clever deployment, some clever placement, uh, Chris managed to to pull out a victory. And I want to say it was like a turn four concession. Like the writing was kind of on the wall. Right. Ben had a really long drive ahead of him. And uh, and we got to crown our rally point champion yeah. in uh, in Chris Beezer. And it was, a, it was a really fun day. He played a really – he didn't play any pushover games. Yeah. Um, you know, he shook the schedules high, so it was. Yeah. Uh, kudos to him. Uh, it was a really fun day, and I can't say uh, enough about the, the players. I got, like, no weird judge calls. I got a few, especially with all the new creature trooper rules and emplacement trooper rules, now that emplacement troopers are starting to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only had to check line of sight a handful of times. only had to check range a few times. Like, I honestly, I'm not, I'm going to say it. I was glad other people were in the store because I got bored after a little while. Like, not enough people needed me to do weird stuff. Yeah. I only had to climb on top of a table once yeah. uh, to see if I could get a line to see if somebody had line of sight. But it was uh, it was it was a really fun day. So kudos kudos to Chris and congrats and I'll see you in uh, March at at Worlds. So we're not going to call collusion, but Chris happened to have been the tournament organizer in Wisconsin. Maybe. It's Maybe. such a and fun coincidence. It just so happens Isn't that he moved to Asheville, you know, for work purposes. <laughs> That's right. Replaced him in Kent. No. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 You can prove nothing. That's right. But we're still going to begin no. proceedings. That's fine. Oh, we're actually, absolutely. Oh, too, too much politics. Too much politics. No, <laughs> no. no I, I joking, kid. We, we watched Ryan like a hawk to make sure. But no. It, 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 Chris That's right. They did. That's right. Well, especially when you're not doing anything for one round. You're just, you got nothing else to do. Might as well watch the TO. Who watches the watchers? Tim does. Hi. Sitting in the corner. Now, I will say. Ryan did break out the skills that he went to college for. He broke out the camera, did some good camera work here. He's actually sent us a couple of these photos. He's going to start posting them online. Look at our Instagram. Look at our uh, our, our Facebook feed. Take a look at all. They're great photos. They really, really are. Um, it's fantastic things. So when you get a chance, yeah. check out us digitally online um, at SW Stabcast. Take a look at those great photos of our RPQ. We are so proud of it. Yep, and while you're on there, you might as well go ahead and look at our Facebook page, Twitter, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, all those things. Pretty much wherever you can find those other better podcasts, we're also there. And we've been there for a we're long time. We're there, too. That's okay. We're, we're just hanging out. We're good. You could it's... go top shelf. You could. But right. remember, sometimes it's the well that got you there. So That's right. <laughs> well, and listen, we've been around since the beginning, even before I was on a part of it. You know, y'all have been doing this since the start. So, you know, exactly. you're just, you are top shelf, Ben. You're just like pushed to the back of the top shelf. And sometimes you're forgotten <laughs> you're right. up there, but you're still there. It's okay. Uh, we're, but on all those things, we are at SW Stabcast, or you can throw up the hashtag of hashtag Stabcast. You'll, you'll definitely get to see the very cool prizes that we had for our RPQ. I think the best prize, which I'm actually really excited for to put on the table, is you got a Sun Sphere. If yeah. you showed yep. up, mm-hmm. you got an objective token Sun Sphere that stands, what, about six inches? Um, uh, it's just under, it's like five and a half inches. Yeah, yeah just beautiful little Sun Sphere you can put on your table. Uh, you know, fantastic. Love them. Yeah, Scott, Scott printed them. Dan Wolf Games designed them. Will painted them. Oh, they um, look fantastic. All I did was commission them, so yeah. <laughs> I just told other people what to do. But if you want to support our show uh, more tangibly, you can go to our shirt shop at teesprings.com slash stores slash stabcast and uh, pick up some shirts with our logo and such on them. Or if you want to drop us a line at swstabcast at gmail.com, 
Uh, we'd love to do uh, some listener Q&A. If you have a store that you play out, send us some photos. Tell us what nights you play on, and we'll try to help support your store the best we can. If you want Tim to see anything on the Discord server... <laughs> or Ben and Will. Ben, ben and Will are there. I, I do go there on occasion, but it, yeah. yeah, it's Tim. Tim's the, Tim's the eyes yes. on Discord. <laughs> if you want me or Ben to actually see and respond to something, you have to tag us. Yeah. And then give us a week. Saying, um, I'm not on saying, Discord hold on, hold on. as much as I you would like. You need to tag them and then have me tell them that they've been tagged. And then they'll <laughs> see it. I'm much more of a Facebook Legion warrior. I read a lot of it. I don't ever respond to anything, but I read a lot of it. Ryan right. likes to, to wade into the fray of, of the Facebook Legion. <laughs> I try. I try when I can. Ch- check us out on all that stuff. Uh, we'd love to interact and hear from you guys. What else What else we got going on, Ben? I, you know, I, I was going to say we, we got Gen Con, but no, it's done. And oh, we got our RPQ. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, we do have Gen Con, but that's 11 months away. Yeah, I need to save up money already. I'm still a little and broke our, from that. <laughs> Our RPQ is over, so I mean, I guess there's. Well, we got Christmas. LVO coming I mean, up in January for Ryan and I. Well, yeah, yeah, Vegas, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I don't get to go. Oh. Yeah, uh, Chris, who on our RPQ will also be there, and me and him were talking like, what do we run? I think I need to be in hard nosed practice mode for whatever I'm taking to Worlds by the time LVO ro- rolls around. I think so. Uh, as as kind of my last stress test, but part of me just wants to run Jank. How many FD lasers can you fit into a list now? Three, <laughs> un- unless like Operative Luke comes with you know Entourage emplacement cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three of those bad boys at range five, throwing five black dice. Yeah, and then you health? get Long March and lose. Um, <laughs> well, depends on if you manage to get breakthrough in Long March. <laughs> well, but and me and hey, listen the, again. My first match it was breakthrough. He had an FD cannon on breakthrough. That helped him. Oof. It was great. It just he just sat there. The FD cannon is great on breakthrough, but it's terrible on long march. Sure, yes, it is. Sure, but that's fair. I mean, but you just put that bad boy. I mean, you also get rapid reinforcements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you actually have to veto cards, Ben, instead of just pick the ones out of the deck you want. Right. I will play with this one and also this one and that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But before we go too far, we do have an event that is potentially at some point happening and i want to put it to you guys the hive mind i've been approached by shadowy figures in the underbelly of the legion community about what a team format event should look like and there's all kinds of different people with all kinds of different opinions Uh, i would love to have that conversation at some point so please send me your opinions at swstabcast at gmail.com uh, whether a team format is like a grand army game, whether it's different type, you know, different players on a team playing different tables, whatever you think the most fun team format would be, uh, let us know, uh, and that we may be a topic of a future episode. Let, let Ryan know. That's, that's. I don't think I've ever played a team event. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. That's not really my jam. Well, no. I mean, you have. You. You mean you played the Yavin based team league? You did uh, that. That's a team yeah. event. Uh, well, I that's mean, where wins though. collectively count together, and then you go uh, against. I mean, which I, you can do okay. with certain events. I, mean, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm, I thought yeah. you meant like two people playing the same game, like or four people. You, you could mean you could mean that too. Okay. Just and Ryan and I have done that. So, so yeah, yeah. that's I've not. Done. Whatever you guys think the most fun version of a game of Legion would be, however it might happen to look, where you and a f- one or more friends get together and and work towards a common goal. 
Okay, that's fair. How many FD so. lasers can I put on the table if it's me and two friends? <laughs> <laughs> the Maginot line needs recreating is what I'm saying. Oh, does that's it? That's right. Let us shout on a passe pas. That worked out so well in history. Hey, yeah. The Maginot line didn't rotate, Tim, and an FD cannon can. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but you can also find us at LVO, uh, and I will also be at Warfare Weekend in St. Louis coming up in November, so come say hello to me there. Hello. Um, I'm really excited, but I will be missing my, my cohort, sadly. Yes. Yes. I, I thought I could make it. I cannot. I'm very sad. I'm putting a show on stage. That's opening weekend. Can't do it. So I've got some other excuse that I'll come up with later. <laughs> so, Tim, tell us the news. Right, moving on. So... There, there is none. That's it. There, that's there. There is no news. The news is that there's silence. Is that they're uh, starving? On. I us. saw several online retailers have broken shipping dates on Clone Wars, so yes. they're out yes. there in the wild. <laughs> yes. Also, and uh, Dubacks. <laughs> the Dubacks are supposedly in Denmark, so that's that, fun. that's what the, the internet tells me. So. Viking on, Vikings on Dubacks would be very good. <laughs> Not sl- slow week in in Legion news, but that's okay because like I feel like the last two months we've just been bombarded with news. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's okay to have some downtime. Like me and Will were actually talking this afternoon. I've got to finish some finishing touches on my vets to paint my two sets of Tauntauns and then operative Luke and C three PO and R two, and I think I'm done for the year. Gosh, oh, wow, that's impressive. Since I'm playing single faction, yeah. I'm definitely not. Depe- depending <laughs> on when those uh, those specialist boxes drop for the new uh, the sure, new that's true. Uh, heavy weapons. How many delays are there coming from China? Because they put the wrong bases on them. That's, that's <laughs> Every, they just had so many T47 the new, the new bases. Sni- they just... The snoo- new sniper base also comes on the ATSD yes, base? exactly. <laughs> Range five, quote unquote. <laughs> the Athorian with a shotgun. <laughs> So our RPQ is the is our first event that kind of came out right after our points change. Is yep. I mean we got to see 17 lists, we got to see you know uh, eight eight games per round. We saw saw a lot of things happening there. So right now, no, between this and the online stuff that Tim and I have been casting and watching, what, what's going on? In the state of the meta, state of the game right now. What's a meta? There is no meta. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> um, I've got to play last the weekend before our RPQ in Nashville which was the first official Saturday that the points changes had, had gone into effect. So between what I saw at our RPQ and what I saw at that event, uh, there's some definitely weirdness going on. Rebel armor is really strong. Uh, Rebel ATRTs and speeders are kind of showing up everywhere. And Imperials, I don't feel changed that much. I really don't. Uh... Um, I still feel like the Krennic Lizard suppression game. I think you're going to have to move some of your points around, but I think the basic ideas are a lot more stable than what Rebels are now having to do, not having to do, but can do, by throwing RTs into the mix. I think you're going to see a lot more bikes. Uh, I think it's going to be all over. Uh, Now, I don't think about throwing one bike on there. I don't think it's strong enough. Uh, It's not to say they can't do anything by themselves, but I just think they get punked off the board too quick. But for 150 points, I now have obviously two units, but four models on there. Right. Like, uh, that's not bad. And there's support, so they don't take up a core slot, so you can fill up your core slot. Um, I, yeah, I think the bikes coming in is going to be huge. Uh, obviously, we've not played with do yet, so I can't fully 
speculate a whole lot on Dubex. I, I think I'm, that'll change things too. Um, the ATST being more viable, seeing a lot more lists circulating around that have ATSTs in there. I think that's also one of the reasons that Rebel Armor is showing back up, is it gives us some uh, Rebels sure. more access to, to crits, sure. that search to crit. I posted my list online uh, before the RPQ, actually, or it was a while before it, when I was debating it when I first made it. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, that's that's a list with a Death Trooper and an ATSD that's 10 activations still? Like, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's mm-hmm. just cool. I think it just opens up more options for us, and I don't know. Yeah, I think it just. I it's, think we're in a good spot for both sides, really. Um, I'm a little scared yeah, of some rebels. I think <laughs> Jin feels really good at her new point cost, to where you can bring her as she doesn't have to do the the amount of damage she can now. You're not going to pay 140 points for a utility piece, but now that she's like a buck twenty, right. you can you can justify it. Chewie feels great at his new point cost. We talked about that last episode. Um, I think the meta as a whole is we're going to start to see a skew on the rebel side away from that special forces token and more towards that support token, yes. at least in the near future, because the supports got some big changes for the rebels and the FD cannon and the ATRT. Yeah. Um, and the Tauntaun. No. And the Tauntauns <laughs> are just kind of bonkers. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about those three support tokens is they all feel really different. Yes, they sure. do. Sure. Yeah. Like, I feel a lot of the Imperial stuff, once again, as someone who doesn't play it that often, but it kind of all does the same, gets to the same place, but in a different way. Uh, I would argue with that pretty heavily. I, I mean, I, I see them get to their maximum or their minimum range, maximum range that they can still shoot you at, and they just kind of try to shoot and suppress, no. and it's just more suppression no, meta coming. No, that's um, incorrect. From that's so you have you have your bikes. I've played against a lot of mortars. Okay, but you're you <laughs> wait. What are you talking about? The mortars, or are you talking about the support slot? I'm talking about them as a whole. That didn't answer my question, but okay. I'm talking about the Imperial Imperials as a whole. They tend to get just as far away from the U as they have to. They shoot all their guns, and they hope to add enough suppression to either kill you or make you I think away. Vader changes and Dubak's coming are going to change that a lot, especially the support slot. Because Dubak's play totally different. I agree. They run up. Uh, I agree, but yeah. we're talking about the state of the meta now. Okay. And dewbacks are only legal in Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee is a very long way away from Denmark. <laughs> oh, I, I'm with you that I think the Imperial meta, and I will, I'll call it that, right now is very much suppression. Uh, yes. I, it's very much suppression. You're not looking for impact. I mean, you may bring a vehicle, but its goal is mostly suppression. It survives long enough to take those hits. I was like, there was one occupier tank, which I was pl- I was very surprised to see. I really was. I don't I don't know what happened to that. When that thing first dropped, it was everywhere, and it did reasonably well, and then it just disappeared. Like the first weekend it came out, I played it a bunch against it a bunch, and then it just was gone. I like it, and it is cheaper. It is cheaper than an ATST. I do, I do too. But I will say, I don't mind paying the extra twenty points for the yep. ATST's twelve inches of height. Exactly, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, the height comes in in crucial there, plus the extra health too. Yeah, it does have extra health, but I mean, but the tank rose that red die. I could not kill Scott's tank to save my life. I, I was just exactly. I, had, that- I had impact. Like I'm just sinking shots into this thing, praying for crits. <laughs> but. It's, I think you're right. It's all suppression. I, and if I had not gone with the ATST, what I would have done is two E-webs and probably a sniper. Uh, that comes out to be yeah, okay. roughly the same cost by the time you put all the things on it. And um, yeah. 
yeah, I upgrade some more troops. Or, I mean, I would have done some a couple more upgrades, but I would have gotten more activations out of it. But the, the did the new wording Tim on the eweb get you anything this weekend? Uh, it. This is going to sound maybe odd. I don't know. It got me options, so I didn't use it, but. I had it in such a place to where I could if I needed to. You, so you, you, d- you didn't find yourself needing to double move No, it. but I, I, I found myself being able to get to a place to where I could sit back in a certain spot to where I could double move and like touch an objective if need be. Um, at least in my... Th- uh, bear in cool. mind, I only played two games, and my first game was Breakthrough. Right, sure. So... Um, I kind of needed. Yeah, (laughs) I thought about having him run across. I really did, but uh, I ended up having him have him stay there. But that's the thing, though. I could have had him run over the trenches if I needed to. I could have done that, and so that's really good. So while I didn't use it in those two games, the freedom of having that option, even if I didn't use it, it still felt really good. I'm like, okay, hey, I know I can make it if I need to. I just didn't have to. So, Shores and Vets are now out. We put them on the table. We fought each other with yep. them. How do you think they've shaken out? Uh, the Rebel Vet is awesome. Yeah. I think one of them is awesome. <laughs> I I see these people doing, like, these crazy builds with, like, three emplacements, three Rebel Vets. Um, I don't think they replace the Rebel Trooper. I think if you're... I think almost all general Rebel players are going to be able to get away with buying just one box of Rebel Vets. Um, they're not 100% my play style because I do like to play that like hyper-mobile type of army and they require a little bit more finesse and you got to make your opponent come to you and that's not typically how I like to play. Fire support is cool. I think they're really strong and they're a lot of fun and they're a great addition to, to the Rebel Army. That critical keyword is that, that you can get... Yeah both on the vets and on the emplacement, yeah. is, is super cool. So I did watch Ben from Alabama use his three vets and his uh, three emplacement guys, his Mark Threes, in a way that felt very similar to the CIS. So he would order one of the vets. The vets would give an order to the emplacement. The emplacement had comm relay, so then he would bounce it to a second veteran. And so now these two vets have dodge tokens. Then the second That's vet cool. gives it to a second emplacement, who then bounces it to the third guy. Now he also has a dodge token. And then, so that's basically trading fire support for dodge. Yes, tokens. exactly. And I think cool. that the Mark Twos are really good. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, they're nice as fire support. I like it, but they're also just four black dice you get to throw at something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they oh, serve yeah. oh, yeah. everything. So yeah, oh, it's, 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 it's four black dice. <laughs> and <laughs> and then because Leia's Leia, she activates, and there's two more dodge tokens, and then Tauntauns ran. Because there's now two more for each of them, and there was three of them. And so at the end of round one, there were three, four, five, eleven dodge tokens on the board. Gross. That's awesome. No, that's that's horrible. That's awful. (laughs) That's cool. And the moment you start playing with the the rebel, you know, uh, three pip, we start trading those things off. Whew. Yep. Well, they don't quite trade off exactly like the Imperial aim token does, but yeah. Yeah, it's... It's the gross, but I, I definitely liked, I, I will say that I liked the CIS kind of, you know, tag and play kind of things. And, and I did that a lot with sure. my own shores and, and my, my mortars. I, I did that yeah. a lot. Made sure that oh, I yeah. got all the tokens out of my bag so there's nothing left but my ATST, Krennic, and my Death Troopers. Yeah. So is, uh, is Pinned Down coming back into the meta? I... And by back in, I mean showing up for the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So I really like it on bikes. Yeah. I, I still like it on bikes. And if I'm playing bikes, I'm probably playing Veers. So those two two pips, I like it. Uh, so sure. actually, okay. for the RPQ, I had it. I had it in my oh. in my hand, um, and I used it. And it, it didn't <laughs> it didn't work out, but it's only because we played things that I thought he was going to play Hans. What what's what's <laughs> yes, but yeah, what's Hans the one reckless diversion? Yeah, reckless diversion. Reckless I thought he was going to play reckless diversion, so I played it in counter to that because that's kind of for me. That's a lot of why it's there. Not right. all of it, but that's a huge reason for for bringing it. Um, it didn't work out, but it wasn't bad. I mean, when you're running an E-Web and an ATS team, like, cool, okay, so the rest of my bag is all troopers. Sure, um, yeah. Like, it's not, and, and troopers one, and or commanders, one yeah. uh, special forces. So, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Pin down works, so it only gives you out two support or two heavies. Right. Um, or you know some variation of there, but you don't have to have a face-up order token in order to get the action of the card to trigger. Right. So right. Now that we can put more support and heavy on the table at the same time, mm-hmm. I mean that could be gross. Yeah, I know Chris in his list. I know it was a rebel list, but he was running uh, turning the tide, the the rebel version. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see it. I, all. I mean, yeah, I can giving, absolutely giving see that. four units inspire two seems pretty seems cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Absolutely well, does. And I mean, for going back to the emplacement thing, like for for mortars, I think they're cool. I think they add a lot of versatility to it. Uh, I think I actually agree with Ryan here. I think the veterans are stronger, but I think the mortars have their place. Uh, we've seen some, again, Ryan mentioned it. We saw some uh, triple shore, triple mortar teams. I, I don't think that's quite right because the problem is if your shore troopers get punked off the board, you now have almost no troopers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. If you have death troopers, that's great, but they're going to be doing all the work and they're going to get shot and they're going to die. So, I, that, yeah, you you don't want your death troopers to waste an action picking up a box. Right, nope. exactly. Um, I, I will say, I, yeah, I'm with you, Tim. I think the rebel emplacement feels stronger. Yeah. Because well, it can just be an attack trooper. It, I mean, it can just go shoot yeah. things. Where the mortar, you you have to get that suppression. And I had rounds where I didn't. I got the one from the, the actual card. Yeah. I didn't get the second one that I wanted. I had, so my, and my white dice were weird. Like they, <laughs> my first game, three rolls in a row, including like with aim tokens, I blanked out on my mortar. Mm-hmm. Three yep. mortar shots blanked out completely. Not like, not a thing. Um, but then meanwhile, in the game against Brett, I managed to roll triple crit. Like, so it, you don't know what's going to happen with those three white dice. Uh, I think really to be as effective as they need to be, you need to have two of them, which kind of stinks to me because, again, that core slot is really key. And right, I, I would rather, personally, my play style and the way I'd like to do things, I would rather have one shore with one mortar or, heck, I'll take two shores and one mortar. But I think to really get your bang for your buck, you need to have two mortars. Um, not to say that one can't do anything, but I think to normally, no. if you're trying to get a good amount of suppression through, trying to do your your thing, 
I think you really need to have two going through. Um, and then plus, I think Imperials also have, maybe it's almost like a version of analysis paralysis, where when your your command cards come out, unless you have comm relays and all those fancy things on there, you need to be so selective of what you give your orders out to. And so if you have these... Nah, th- bro. What? Just play palp. Just play palp, yeah. <laughs> but if you have these things, but, and I'm saying for fire support, like if you want to use fire support, okay, that's all well and good. But you need to make sure you're giving at least two of your orders to your troopers now. So that's... Just order everyone with That's help. fine, but yeah. Like I, I did not use fire support all day because yeah. I wanted the suppression that was going to come with the weapon. So I needed to hold it sure. or, or go first with it. And I was playing com relay so I could get four of my troopers out of my bag. Because it yeah. didn't, it did slim down my bag choice after that. Because I only had nine activations. Right. Um, and then, like I so said, normally my death troopers normally pop something out there for me, or I use them to bounce off another order token as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was yeah. I, I don't feel I, the fire support for those mortars is not something I think I'm going to use. Well, and I will say, hmm. uh, at the end of my first game, my commander of the whole army, the supreme commander, was the mortar because he had because <laughs> he had courage to, and by God, he was still alive because the only thing left alive that's on my right. side was a mortar and ATST, and that's it. Everything else was dead. Oh, I do. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, I will say the shore trooper uh, heavy. I love that oh. guy. Oh yeah, uh, he's good. He's, he's good. Two black, two white, range four. Oh, Ryan, I and a crit one. You and I have talked about, is he too expensive? And I used to think so, yeah. But then I was discussing it some more with some folks online. They made a good point. You know, like, you know, for the DLT squad for a Stormtrooper, you know, obviously you save your DLT for the last guy to go other than your leader. So then you're still rolling, ideally, three dice, but at least two red dice. But with this guy, you're rolling four dice at least. So five at range Mm -hmm. three. Yeah. And and he gives crit to the squad. Right. Yeah. So you're rolling five dice, three of which are black dice with crit one with only two men left in your squad. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. He's what, thir- 32 points? 32 points. And I used him actually a lot like my mortar guys. I mean, I would yeah. I would split fire all the time. Because four dice That's, in crit yeah. one, you're probably going to yeah. get something. I'd save that reroll for the aim that you got for the, ordering him. I saved for the other group mm-hmm. with the four black dice. The best thing from the mortar for me, honestly, is not the suppressive. It's not the fire support in a sense of damage. It is that crit one that adds. Because now you're rolling crit sure. two if you're fire supporting with short trooper long range man. This now you true. have crit two. That's the most valuable thing it can add. Which I can reproduce that with surge tokens. So maybe we start swapping up mortars. I don't know. I like the short troopers. I got nothing as those. That's the interesting thing is the rebel vets and emplacements. You want your emplacement to fire support your Z6 squad. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like or the mortar wants to fire support their shores. Yeah. Because um, you kind of let the, the, the rebel vets kind of, because they surge on their own. You kind of let them do their own thing. The crit helps them, but it doesn't help them as much as it does giving it to a Z6. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yep. I can actually see that. But I mean. Plus fire supporting with Leia is just really funny. Also gross. <laughs> also gross. Yes, it is. I know. I don't care about my crit keyword if I have sharpshooter two. Not a fire, bang. At some point, one of Ben's uh, rebel vets decided to take a shot at the ATST, and he fire supported with it, and it was this giant pool of dice. And I'm like, what is that nonsense? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. But we can all agree that tauntauns are broken. Am I right? How do we get an HQ uplink on a rebel vet for brains and bronze with fire support? It's so many dice. It's seven black dice, two white dice, two two red dice, sharp two, pierce two, crit two. But it costs so. you like a thousand points <laughs> and a command so. card. Chewy's cheaper now. It's not that <laughs> expensive. <laughs> 
Well, when it's, Ryan starts talking crazy talk and all that T.O. power has gone to his brain, it's time to shut things down. As always, thanks for listening to us, the Stabcast. Until next time, I'm Tim Hannon, reminding you to ask, how much taunt could a taunt 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 if a taunt taunt could taunt taunt? I'm Ryan Slawoski, reminding you to tip your judges. What? <laughs> and, and I'm Ben Fowler, who's joining the Epsilon Row Row fraternity as soon as that Clone Wars box comes out. <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. What's a little bit of bribery between friends, right? That's fine. <laughs> Oh, hold on. We know that by helped him out. Oh. I was just going to say, hold on. I was just going to say, now see, here we go, audience. Here we we go. Let's, let's, let's analyze this. See, we see here in the notes where I'm just about to talk about how I have a by and admit this. I don't have the notes. However, Ryan must swoop in and therefore take that away from me and make me look bad. You know, I'm probably going to cut that and use that as the, I'll let you start over again. I'll use that as the blooper at the end. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, I'm going to edit the hell out of this thing.